Hello and welcome to Close the Loop, the show where we talk to HRs about employers, employees, and everything in between. This is Samir, and today we have with us Akhil and Deshwari, who is a specialist people and operations and growth at MTX. And she comes with seven years of experience in HR. So nice to have you here, Akhila. Thank you, Samir. So today on this episode, we'll be taking our discussion forward on uh, the idea of onboarding. And this, what we've realized is a very fascinating part of HR human resources in general. And it also benefits the organization when we've realized how vital and important it is. For, for employees who are joining a company. Akhilat, uh, very briefly, could you tell us what is the importance of onboarding for an organization? Yeah, sure. Onboarding is like a first impression which we give to an, to a, any employee, uh, whatever it may be, the company values, culture, and their expectations about their roles and responsibilities, everything will be discussed in the onboarding. This would be a very important one in terms of cultural integration, I would say. That is one of the important factors uh, where the employee will be getting into the company and the assimilation will happen. All this will happen only through onboarding and orientation processes. So when you talk about expectations, do different employees come with different expectations in your experience? How have you seen it happen? Yes, obviously everyone will come with a different expectation because uh, they might have worked in a, in another company. People come from mid-sized companies, startups, MNCs. They come up with different expectations as per their previous company's experience, but then every company has a different uh, process and, uh, policies in place so that is how we go about it and we try and inculcate our values core values we would say with the to, and we talk about that that values with the employee with the onboarding candidates or new joiners that is how we try and give our new experience fresh experience to them not like their previous company but then they have entered into a new world or new place so that is how we introduce our company culture and values to the new joiners. So in terms of when you are uh, setting these expectations with mm -hmm. people, so how does, uh, if you could tell us some examples about how these expect that there were challenges in matching these expectations with people, like you mentioned that some people come from MSME, some people come from startups. So if you could tell us how the expectations vary depending on where the person is coming from. So the first expectations which we which we set to the candidate would start from the recruitment process itself because when we get onto a first call with the candidate before the interview or so and then after rolling off the offer when we initiate the pre-onboarding formalities that is when we talk to them and we try and understand what are their expectations and accordingly we try to give our input saying that this is what we are and this is how it will be when you join us so that they will have that first idea in their mind, uh, like how future would be in this in the company. Right. Okay. So this is very interesting that you bring up recruitment. So in a way, recruitment and onboarding, they are very close together, right? They go hand in hand and it's very important for onboarding to complement the recruitment. Would you say that? 
years, of course, because uh, the recruitment uh, is the uh, foundation for onboarding because uh, the, the first person who will be talking to the candidate would be the recruiter or the talent acquisition person. And that is when the, they had, they'll have that experience during the entire recruitment process. And then it will be handed over to the onboarding Spock or the operations person. So it has to go hand in hand. If not, there might be challenges with the right. candidates. Yeah. Oh, okay. so tell us more about those challenges. What happens if there's been something wrong at the recruitment end? And what if you have any examples or stories, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> okay, yeah. Few in few companies, there is uh, there are, there would be the team where the talent acquisition team and the talent management team would be completely different. No no touch at all. They'll be completely looking into recruitment operations only after the offer is rolled out to the candidate and the candidate accepts the offer. That is when the candidate's name or and details would be entering into the database of uh, talent management persons. We have no idea about what recruitment team might have spoken. We might know a few basic things which, which are a part of the process, but then it depends on person to person as well. If someone has given some information which is which is not updated or which might not be relevant, that the question comes to us because uh, we take care of onboarding and pre-joining formalities. So that is when we we are put on spot. They might come up saying that the recruiter has promised me this, the recruiter told me that this is this opportunity would be there and all. But we were we might not have any idea of what this spoke. Sometimes, not all the times, one in hundred percent chances. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that would be a very awkward situation, right? Because the, yes. the candidate has already joined the company, technically. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is actually making me think of how this happens a lot in sales and customer success departments <laughs> where, where the salesperson has promised something and then the customer yeah. or service people have to struggle with keeping up those promises. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> okay. And uh, does it happen the other way? where the candidate has given some has set wrong expectations with recruitment and when you are onboarding you realize that oh, okay this was not what we had hired for yes there were such instances as well especially during the COVID times i would say where we do not have connect with the people face to face it is only through phones and online calls so that is when we have faced many such challenges where we had candidates who were not genuine and we used to have that cases very often i would say and so I, uh, yeah. oh interesting oh so, so but yeah like actually tell us more about covid covid must have for hrs covid must have been like a huge challenge right so it's like, it's just, it's just like a roller coaster ride for us <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So this so in during COVID, all the onboarding processes were also shifted to remote working. I'm guessing like in or in the very quick turnaround time and very quickly, if you could tell us about that. How was it always as does onboarding always exist like on site or is this a post-COVID? Has it shifted to remote working or does has that been the case earlier as well? Okay, so if we have our offices in multiple locations, on we used to have onboarding online and offline as well. For example, if my current company, we were in Hyderabad and we used to have different branches. So if someone is joining there, so we do onboarding both virtually and uh, 
in office but then after covid hit what the only option which we were left is only online onboarding everything on calls on and meetings online meetings zoom calls or whatever so it was very difficult for us initially to try and understand the candidates expectations because if they are in coming to office for onboarding process uh, it would be very easy for us and for them also to understand the company to meet everyone in office personally to get to know what we are all about and all but virtually it is a bit challenging because all that we can do is only share the videos or pictures whatever links websites whatever online stuff we have we can share that with them but not we have missed that personal touch i would say for example if we, if they are coming to office we welcome them with a smile giving the joining goodies and all that that all that personal touch is gone with online onboarding process oh even and though that we makes have a difference it, has that made a difference yes i would say to some extent it had made a difference because seeing people directly coming to office and uh, looking at their new company clicking pictures posting them on social media linkedin whatever saying that i joined so and so company this is my new team this is my uh, workspace and all that and obviously it makes a difference when <laughs> they just say that i joined this company right right Oh yeah, the, the, just the the fact that it's an achievement and being able to take a picture and being that being a physical reality must make a lot of difference. And I can imagine that helping the employer brand also, right? When LinkedIn, yes. when we see somebody has joined the company, yes, yes. So that's actually that's a very interesting point, and somehow on-site has reduced that. Oh, sorry, offline has reduced that to a huge extent. I'm guessing. So, what are some of the ways where you try to make it right? Where you try to add the human touch to an online onboarding? So, uh, whatever we used to do in office when someone joins, we had a three days onboarding uh, process where we make sure that the new joiner. meets each and every person from the leadership team so that is how we tried and did this we have scheduled calls with the leadership but it was not as touching as it was offline because if we are in office it it's just um it's just a knock away we can directly go to the cabin and ask them for their 5 minutes of time and introduce a new joiner but then if it's online we will have to check with them for their availability and then schedule the call and both of them have to be available again if uh, they if that personal touch should be there we should ask them to be coming on a video call that is one more big challenge during the covid times people at home <laughs> they are not very much comfortable coming on video calls so ah, that is also right. one of the challenges okay i have to ask you then for about that yeah that's a big debate right so as yes. an hr person what is your opinion on compulsory camera on or off etc uh, during a work call i would not say it's mandatory that we will have to be there all the time but at least just to say just to greet uh, everyone who were on the call say hi hello and then if you switch off the camera that should be still fine just that we'll get that feeling that we have met someone we have seen someone after a long time uh-huh. during that that times covid times Oh, but is it okay now? What is your? Is it all right now to have cameras off throughout the call? 
I don't think so. <laughs> okay, now so for our listeners, we all have our cameras off right now, <laughs> Jimmy. So Akila is being a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, but that's I I think I do agree to a certain extent. I don't know. Like even I I feel like it's such a it's a tough life. It shouldn't be made mandatory. But I really like this. Generally, people are on one side. They they say it shouldn't be mandatory, and some people say it is. But I like this idea of just putting it, like saying hi, putting it on for a bit, and then when the yes. meeting proceeds, you turn it off. Yes. Yeah. So when I talk about this, I wanted to share one experience as well during the COVID times. Whenever we used to have onboarding calls, we we used to have it for a group of people, say five to six, five to ten members or so. So whenever we used to have, we we asked them to come on video calls, and I don't know if you would believe it or not. During onboarding calls, I think I have identified around three to four people who were not genuine. whatever documents they have submitted during during the process during the pre-joining and whatever whoever gave the interview it's not the same person who were, who was there on the onboarding call oh my goodness that's <laughs> like a different we person altogether we had experienced such we had this such experiences as well during the covid times <laughs> oh but that is that is like a scam right that's like a proper yes, proxy <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me of like school children used to do this. Used to do this when we didn't want to attend. And then, what do you do in a situation like that? Did you immediately realize it, or did you have to check back later? No. Uh, even though we have re- uh, realized it immediately, we once again have cross-checked with the recruitment team. And then, because during that process, during the time, there is a process that every recruiter has to take the. screenshot of the interview process where the candidate is on camera so that is how we used to cross check and if we feel that it is not the same person then immediately after the call we used to check with them and then and then terminate not terminate we used we first directly ask them if they if they are open to tell if, <laughs> that they are not genuine there are cases where people agreed as well saying that because of covid i don't have job that is why i have to do this oh my goodness wow <laughs> a couple of them so sad and then like funny and it's like a it's a tragedy and a comedy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had to experience all this during covid times <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did it ever happen that you got it wrong that maybe the person just got a haircut or they shaved their beard or something and they were the same no no <laughs> but there were uh, situations where they strongly disagreed saying that i am the one who gave the interview but it was a clear uh, clear understanding that the voice is also different during the interview process we used to have recordings as well sometimes so when we have cross checked the voice and we had done interviews again even after the onboarding to just confirm if the person is same we have conducted re interviews as well right right yeah <laughs> Okay. One of these examples, what happened? Then you conducted interview again, and what was the final outcome? What did the person join the company anyway? Uh, for whatever number I have mentioned, that three or four, we did not let them join the company. We have terminated them on the same day. But there were a couple of cases where the person was really genuine, and it was sometimes a miss from our side, where the 
interview has not happened properly that kind of things also happened right right wow like this yeah. is so like this is like yeah it's bizarre but it's also like it just it sounds like it's something that can happen so often okay so let's talk about some let's go deeper into this idea of onboarding and yeah. you you explained how it is important uh, like you explained the value of onboarding and how it's important for a lot of reasons like setting expectations helping understand their helping people understand the culture of the company etc so if you could just define the process a little bit to us if you could tell us about what generally what happens in an onboarding maybe with your current company or previous company that if you can tell us what a good onboarding is like from start to finish okay yeah so the onboarding actually starts from pre onboarding process so that is when we get to interact with the candidate initially uh, get the confirmation from them if they are joining on the date the offer date if not if there is any change will change that will give an addendum letter saying that this is a, re- a revised offer letter and once they confirm the joining date then we go ahead with the pre joining formalities where we ask them to share a list of documents or the basic id proofs educational documents previous employment documents and all that and then we share the first day email with them one or two days or one week prior to their joining so that they'll know how their first day in in the new company looks like so that they'll come prepared how the days right. go day goes yeah and uh, we also share a set of uh, documents like, uh, like onboarding guide and few details which will be helpful for them and we also have this concept called mentorship and buddy system so we have a reporting manager for that person assigned well in advance before they join so that they will know whom they report whom they should be reporting to and uh, who will be responsible for their goal setting and everything and a buddy who will be helping them in acclimatization with the culture and what all minute details they need because they should not feel lost during their initial days of the new company so this is a, a part of pre joining pre onboarding formalities and on the first day we go with the induction process and then get to get them to meet the leadership initially with the reporting manager and then the buddy and then with the entire leadership maybe in the initial 2 3 days and we will also talk to them about the company culture values and what all benefits we have here what all policies we follow here and all that correct right okay interesting so and this buddy system is very interesting if you could tell us more about that and how does that work or why is it important why do you think it it is valuable to have this buddy system in place okay sure yeah hr is the first person who will be contacting the new joiner no doubt but then not everyone would be comfortable talking to hr asking their doubts especially if something it's uh, is related to their technical aspects their role and all and hr might also not be knowing every technical aspect of it what we do is we assign a buddy who is at the similar experience level working in the same team whom they will be working with in the same team so that on their first day and within the first week or first one month they will be getting in touch with that buddy for their queries if they want to know any small silly doubt i would say they would reach out to their buddy 
and in that way they will also get to know more about the team so that uh, because that person might introduce them to the other team members as well and that is how that rapport will be built okay and how do you decide who uh, would make a good buddy for someone usually the reporting manager would decide the buddy because they will be knowing the person well uh, obviously the reporting manager might have taken one round of interview for this person they will they'll be deciding who will be the best person to be this person's buddy interesting we talked about how you said that with covid so much has changed and it has a lot has shifted etc so yes. what are the like in technology is now playing a much greater role in uh, a lot of hr processes that they were let's say before covid or maybe even well 5 6 years ago so generally mm-hmm. are there any particular tools that are useful like technology tools for recruitment or onboarding etc if you could tell us more about that yeah we have many tools in place right now for hr like we have zoho people we have great hr keka hr there were so many tools in market recently we got so many but then my previous company and my current company both are into salesforce and we have our own tool in place which is salesforce itself so that is where we do the onboarding entire things everything is stored in cloud Okay. Yeah. And, and is there do you have a preference for any particular tool salesforce i know is like globally it's one of the leading so yeah. you prefer that over other and this is not for listeners this is not like sponsored content this is just <laughs> perspective from a user um, i would not to comment on it because i have not experienced any other tool in my career because I, as i told you in my previous company also it was only salesforce and now also it's only salesforce but now we are trying zoho people it is the implementation is yet to happen so i might not be able to comment anything on that right okay also <laughs> yeah. we'll come back to you in a few months <laughs> maybe <laughs> sure are you generally good with tools are hrs like when people are hrs generally good with technology or is art like tools or something that you have to work towards developing because people the perception is that people persons are generally not very happy with technology or they don't like interacting with technology no i would not agree with this statement because whatever tools are there in the market to support hr recruitment or process talent management everything they are for our good only because whatever we have been doing there would be a lot of manual work i would say but bringing these tools in place will reduce lot of the manual efforts and this automation processes will help us a lot and expedite our processes i would say because uh, the job of hr involves lot of follow ups lot of reminders a uh, lot of manual things which have to be done so all this will be reduced using these tools okay and it is uh, it only makes it easier is it for hr yes yes yeah and it was it is not a big rocket science people might say that hr is not uh, tech savvy and all that i would not agree with that statement as well mm-hmm. to some extent yes we are not so tech savvy as uh, software engineers and all that all of them but then if we just get to use them use that tools regularly it's not a big deal right, right. yeah okay. so, so that is nice that's actually nice to hear and i'm happy that we've been able to bust that myth 
let's okay so now that we we've, i think we've covered like a whole spectrum of onboarding and all the benefits and all the uh, things that are that add value to it let's talk about something that you feel is missing from the current onboarding setup or something you would like to improve maybe in in whatever from whatever you witnessed in other companies or just the perception around onboarding is there anything you'd like to change about like the onboarding process that companies usually follow yeah most of the companies follow this traditional i would say traditional onboarding process where they come and during the onboarding sessions they keep a presentation there on the screen and keep talking about the company few of them have it interactive but in my view how it has to be is that it has to be more interactive and it it should not be like an official boring session where the person who ju- just joined will be kept in a room or a cabin and they'll have to listen to something or look at the videos for hours together it has to be if we have that human interaction more rather than having the presentations or videos from the same person the personal interaction would have will would be more better and if some, the new joiner has some queries or questions regarding the same they'll get to clarify it then and there itself and i would also suggest one more thing which is a kind of gamification uh, before this can be a pre joining activity i would say before the person joins uh, the day, the duration between offer acceptance to onboarding if there is a, some gamification some kind of quizzes or whatever different types of games of uh, which includes the information about the company in but it should not be so formal i would say cross puzzles games and all where the person will enjoy doing it and also get to know about the company he is going to join it gives him more him or her more excitement to join that company and he'll be so glad after joining in the company that he got to know more about the company before before itself before he joined it he right yeah oh that is actually very interesting and i can yeah i can imagine anybody being so excited if they have this kind of a process where they interact yes the game and there's a certain achievement associated with even before joining the company yes yeah and i think what that will also do is then there'll be a shared experience for everyone right from the start right even before i've joined the company i know that i've just played a game or i've experienced something that everybody else in office would have to so that will make a great icebreaker also that oh, i did this at the onboarding i did that at the onboarding yeah true So that will be quite nice. Oh, that's fantastic! So that's a great idea, and I hope like somebody somewhere, some listener here, implements that for their own company. And we'd love to see that happen. Cool. Okay, so we've got we've actually done this is a fantastic idea, and I think we've got we've covered a lot of ground around onboarding. And so, in terms of now, in like we're nearing the end of this interview, so I'd love to hear a little bit about generally what. your understanding of onboarding so as we know that hrs do a lot of different roles they play there's there's onboarding there's recruitment and there is there are exits etc so between yeah. all of those which is your favorite and where does onboarding sit in that list of priorities do you enjoy onboarding is that the most fun part of hr is this is that the most boring part of hr what is your opinion on that as a professional in the field 
obviously it's not a boring part of hr because this is where we get to introduce our company to new joiners talk about talk more about our achievements our values to them and help them guide them and create a path for them in the new company so it's obviously not a boring job onboarding is not a boring job and i have been onboarding spark in my previous company and in my current company as well i would definitely love to do this even even though i am going to a director or vp level for sure okay great oh fantastic okay okay great akila this is so nice and yeah we hope to speak to you soon before you get to your director and vp level and we'd love to have you back on the show again and again to talk about different aspects of hr but uh, for today this is our time and thank you so much for joining us and thank, thank you so you. much for telling all our viewers about everything good bad and ugly about onboarding <laughs> thank you so much thank you